0: Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom I loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a first episode of a brand new show called The Bad Batches. (laughs) love to hear that in a British accent. (laughs) Uh, This this is our weekly discussion show for The Bad Batch. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me as always are my beloved co-hosts, my own Bad Batch of sorts. We all come from (laughs) the same place, which is Star Wars, but we're all... Also, kind of messed up. Um, <laughs> Nikki Kumar and Claire dribbling
1: Hello. It's Hello, nice everyone. to see your faces. Look at that. It's
2: been a while since uh, a video content.
0: It has been a while. I think the yeah. last time we right. did these were like deep knee, deep knee, uh, knee deep in COVID stuff. And here we are now. <laughs> yeah, it's still knee deep in <laughs> <COVID>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was about to say look how not far we've come <laughs>
0: <laughs> well how have you been how's your week been have you been excited obviously the build-up to not only the bad batch but may the fourth may the fourth be with everyone and i guess it's may the fifth now but
1: revenge of it. the Every fifth to you all as well
0: there
1: we go. yeah it's been good i am exhausted um but I'm doing really well. Doing really well.
2: <laughs> and the the good news is the marathon only just started. <laughs>
1: that's right. We get to do it all again tomorrow night.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of those things, it's like the the blessing and curse of content where it's like saw sixteen episodes. It's like, oh it's awesome, sixteen episodes. And I was like, Wait, sixteen episodes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're doing this every week in the middle of the night through August. I was like, oh my god.
2: <laughs> okay. Sixteen episodes. Def- Oof.
0: Do you know what? It was definitely one of those things where I was like, okay, 16 episodes that's, we, we can get through it because obviously we have to plan all the imp- pure stuff, get this mm-hmm. done, get the show done plan that, get normal episodes out and then they announced today that Loki's going to be on a Wednesday and I had to double check I was like, hang on a second, June the 9th, I was like, are we going to have Bad Batch and Loki at the same time? <laughs> and as someone yeah. who's doing another show for that and also writing <laughs> reviews, not great not great <laughs> Yep. Hope
1: you enjoyed having free time. <laughs> it is short-lived.
0: Well that yeah, you know what? What is free time if not uh joy persevering? Is that does that work?
1: Close enough. Pain? We'll, we will we'll say, we'll say so.
0: We well there we go. Did you have a good May the fourth though? Like what did you do on May the Fourth, guys?
2: <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean yeah, I didn't I actually didn't do I actually got a COVID test yesterday, so that was fun. Hey. Um, and it, exciting. So I, I, my first Working. one. My first one. And I was like, finally get to live this experience of this <laughs> this era we've lived in. I finally got that. Uh, so that was not as bad as I thought it would be. But then uh yeah, outside of that, I it's weird. Like May the fourth, I always feel like I wake up and I'm like, I'm gonna watch every Star Wars movie ever mm-hmm. today. <laughs> and I didn't. Not at all. I <laughs> I watched an episode of the Free Maker Adventures. <laughs> there we go.
0: And, I mean, still and about
2: it. And that was about <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, you know, it's it's May the Fourth. I think a lot of people like a lot of people have like confused May the Fourth with like celebration.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like
2: it's not necessarily the announcement day. It's like just chill. Out. You can chill. Just enjoy enjoy the whole. Your life of star wars like that's what it's about so that's what i i did in abstract i didn't i didn't really sit and watch much but i but i took a lot in what about you claire
1: uh let's see so we did over at kessel run transmissions we did our immediate post bad batch reaction which of course doesn't start until didn't start until 1:30 in the morning when the episode yeah. was done for everybody and um I was awake that night until about 6.30, and 7 o'clock in the morning doing some editing and and getting stuff together. So I stayed up till then. I'm like, Good morning, America's coming on. Okay.
3: Well, <laughs> and then
1: uh, I'm like, I have not slept and this is where I'm at. And then I got about, mm, maybe five hours of sleep and then went to the studio and had a full, I was there for about five hours at the studio yesterday and, uh, and saw some, all, some uh, vaccinated star Wars friends and then had a beer, which was really a kind of a nice way to spend to end star Wars day. Minus not getting sleep. Like that wasn't ideal, but it's all good. It's you know. just
0: celebration though. It's exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly that vibe so mini celebration was kind of nice and and new bad new star wars television show is even better man like how what did you what did you do charlie other than bad bitching
0: uh well yeah yeah, other than bad bitching i was like you very much very tired so (laughs) i think everyone knows that we got screeners of these episodes thank you disney um and i think we watched it last week and ever since then, it's just been trying to plan, write reviews, and obviously I put a lot into the reviews, so it's trying to get those done perfectly. So I was up until about 4 a.m. that morning off just to make sure everything was right and perfect for the release date, um, because timing is very strange when you have different time zones in the U.K. and the U.S., so I was trying to get those perfectly out. So that was great. Um... Like Nikki said, I think you wake up, think, going, "I'm gonna watch every film, and I'm not gonna stop." It's just, you know, what? I might throw a few Clone Wars. You do that, you go, I might throw <laughs> one or two Clone Wars episodes and a bit of Rebels, like to spice it up. It's like one, you're not gonna do it. <laughs> what I did, to, what I did admit, is listen to the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack on repeat because that that soundtrack that is a that is a gem. Yeah,
1: that's the way to go. Sorry, guys. Dooku, Sorry that. what
0: about you, Duku? What did you What did you do, Duku? Well,
1: okay, well. showing us his ass. Um, there we go. You got to show the people so what don't. they want. You know. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the thing. He's got there them. are so many shows out there that are covering the bat Batch, but not many of them have Duku's butt. Yes. on On the screen, and that's Truly. where we succeed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Truly. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. The only thing that Count Dooku did was uh he slept on me uh while we had the bad batch on repeat. That's about it. That's about it. He uh while Garrett, our, our producer, was editing some other things, Dooku was in love with him. He was just like staring at him like I love oh, you. Bless. It was great, it was a good time. Yep. So he he spent time with friends and family <laughs> for May the fourth.
0: Well, yeah, that there we good, go. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was great to obviously get both episodes, um, consume them, and obviously we get to talk about the second one on Friday, I think. Oh, no, we'll, to, we'll talk about it on Sunday, but we'll get to mm-hmm. talk about it on Twitter and stuff on Friday. We get to finally feel the relief of not keeping stuff in and enjoying it alongside everyone else. But we'll t- we're here to talk about the premiere episode, Aftermath, of The Bad Badge. What a way to start this series. I mean, like I, I don't know what I expected. I guess when you see the the trailer for the show and you know that the time period is post. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I promise I'm listening.
0: <laughs> you know what? I, I get it. <laughs> no, it's it's definitely like you go into it, you go, so when will the show take place? And I think the show just did a great job. But, oh my God, I love Dooku so much
1: he's just so excited that i'm home i think that's that's part of it i've been away a lot so he's oh i hope you all enjoy cattail because you're gonna get a lot of it today <laughs> i'm sorry charlie for no, no, no. interrupting you so rudely with his butt you
0: never have to apologize for Dooku. <laughs> any animal wearing a bow tie there's ne- never needs my apology true,
1: true. <laughs> it, and we matched today we're red black and white i didn't mean to do that
0: we look good bro pure mauling it um that's right. yeah that's dead. Obviously, uh, if you can see below, if you've got any questions for us, uh, ask and we will answer them. Or if you have different, if you look at the different subjects we're going to be talking about today and you have something that sparks your imagination, do comment. If you want to show your button screen, we might be able to, (laughs) but we will be able to answer your questions. Um, So this show, what we're going to be doing is taking the show chronologically, I guess, but by topic points. And the first topic point we have is the Clone War ends once again. What a great way to introduce this whole series. is the idea that, of course, we saw a lot of people say, this is the Clone Wars Season 8. And it's like, but what if the show told you that isn't the case? And that's what I loved about the opening. It's like, it's the Clone Wars. Then you have the title sequence, Burns Away. It's like, okay, well, this isn't the Clone Wars. And then you have the introduction of Tom Kane, which... I mean, it was lovely to hear his voice and Mm -hmm. that nice little... It made me
1: so happy.
0: (laughs) And they straight up redone scenes and animation from Revenge of the Sith. Yep. Which, I mean, blew me away. The ones they picked that, the ones they picked were were sublime. I don't know if you've seen the, the both together, like on the images, the gif of the Clone Wars version and the actual movie, but they're so spot on. Like the accuracy. Oh, they are
1: amazing. It's Amazingly ridiculous. accurate. Also, course, I like... love that one of the things they chose was Grievous pressing buttons. <laughs> I love like of all the things you could pick from that beginning of Revenge of the Sith, you pick this. You, it's, you
0: it's, did this. It's I was like Obi-Wan and Anakin on the invisible hand. Obviously it's great. And I love seeing even like the battle droids with the blue on them from the beginning of that film I was like oh, that's really cool they get to have their upgrade as well to the clone wars so i know everyone wanted that um you know i love those droids the one i relate to them the most the ones that are like excuse me like they're the they're the peak <laughs> droid but the grievous time to abandon ship gif in oh clone wars animated form was a gift to my heart straight from the animators and you know what God bless them, because that was great. But yeah, we get into that. We get to obviously again, see a bit more of into the Sith blending in with the Clone Wars. And we're introduced to the episode kind of like a Clone Wars episode, which I think is a really clever way, once again, of being like, it's kind of the Clone Wars, but we're going we're gonna to introduce it that way to be like, this isn't the Clone Wars. What did you guys think in, about that opening?
1: I thought it was amazing because the Clone Wars... Uh, obviously the reason that we showed up to watch this is because we loved the Clone Wars animated series and obviously spinoff of the Clone Wars animated series. But even with the logo, the Clone Wars logo burning into the Bad Batch, it's telling you that things are not what you expected them to be. Um, I really, really enjoyed, like, as soon as the Order 66 scene happened, everything changed from the music From the the instruments chosen by the kiners to orchestrate said music, the vibe, the aesthetic switched from, hi, this is Clone Wars, we're in the middle of the Clone Wars, and as soon as Order 66 happens and the Clone Wars ends, so does the aesthetic of it being another season of the Clone Wars. And Mm -hmm. I thought it was so cool how they did that. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was weird. Um, I have answers, though, for why Freddie Prince Jr.'s voice was being used for Caleb, and <laughs> the reason was that he recorded a temp track for a kid to later voice over. That's what he was told, and they did not do that. They just used him, didn't pitch him up, <laughs> didn't do anything. He's literally just like, just do it like Kanan so a kid has something to, like, go off of. And he was like, wait, I'm in the show. <laughs> it was basically That's his reaction.
0: fantastic. Yeah.
1: I feel so bad for him. He's like, why? Why do they do that? Um, <laughs> so funny, fun fact for you. Not supposed to be like that initially, or at least according to Freddie. And um, but that whole opening sequence and getting to see Queen Deppa Balaba. Um, absolutely heartbreaking, incredible introduction. And of course little Kanan is gonna love the bad badge. Of course he's gonna be like, I wanna go with those guys. It was just it felt so good until it felt so bad, and they did a really great job delineating between. This is a new thing now. I loved it.
2: Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with all that. I think um, when <laughs> it's like you you start the show and it's like you think you're over your Jesse-related drama, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're not. And they're like, "That's here you you Like here you go. Let's try this again. If you didn't if you didn't hate your life last time. Let's try this again. <laughs> um, so and yeah, I mean it's it's everything about that. It's like it is and like, you know, we're gonna get into some of the, the specific character journeys a little later, but like everything about this time period is tragedy. Like it's it's sad. Um and you know, you see even even in the Order 66 uh like actual part of it, like you see you see the first crack in the team with with crosshair, and oh. you know, you know things aren't right, mm-hmm. and um, and it's like, yeah, it's it's just it, it was a lot. It was a lot to take in, and it was amazing seeing uh, Caleb. Like that was, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, even um, beginning of Siege of Mandalore, you, you the Grievous looked amazing, and then yeah. you see little Caleb and, and Deppa there, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and now it's like the expansion on that because now we got. Moving grievous, punch on the buttons, and we got actual, actual <laughs> Caleb uh, content and and I think it's it's just so cool about how like again this is this is why you do things. I know people did get a little antsy about the way a comic was retconned in pieces, but um, I think this That's is what the... is <laughs> there. We go
1: exactly, is... Kyle.
2: <laughs> yep, that is that is the thing. Um, but you know, yeah, like. I think this is why it's it's so powerful to be able to use stories because now now you watch the beginning of that episode, Aftermath, and you think about the lost commanders, and um, when when Kanan sees the clone, like you know what he went through, and and that's all been tied together through animation, through these series that are all kind of you know bounce and intersect at different points, and. You know, it's it's just really powerful. Again, even for that character, for how little he showed up, to to hear Deppa say "run," to oh. to he, to see the the fear and like betrayal he felt to the from the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, it was just it was really powerful in that regard. And and then yeah, it's like you know you want things to feel right. The Bad Batch doesn't get what's going on. you like you you really sort of fall into that confusion with them. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's weird. And, and again, you're seeing a family fall apart already yeah. and you see, you see Crosshair like what's going on. Cause he, he can't also, he also can't comprehend what's going on. Hunter's like, I don't know. It's like, let's just chill. He's like, but we got to do the thing. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just, there's a lot, a lot right off the bat with this episode. Um, and, you know, and it, it's all, it was always going to be that way when we were going to get an exploration of Republic to empire but um, it it I don't think I expected it to hurt quite as much as it still does. It still does. I think
0: Aiden made a really great point. I think we're all in, yes. all in pain with you. Don't yep. worry about that. Yeah, yep. like I think you hit it, you both hit it right on the head. Like having because I know people will be like, oh, well, having Kanan in is just like all Caleb is just a way to be like, oh, look, it's a character, you know. That's the point. I think we've seen so much of Order 66 that, of course, any Jedi being hurt or affected will affect us. But there's something particular about having a character that we've grown attached to, seeing them, how they react to it, and seeing their story. Because, yes, we had seen the story in the comics, and that was slightly different. Again, I don't think that's a major issue. I think if, you, if you're really struggling with the concept of these tiny... um i guess yeah tiny retcons because it doesn't change the complete narrative of the comic book yeah apart from small details like obviously like the color of the clone outfits and uh, it being nighttime i think in the comic book the major story of that comic still stands like that's not a big issue Yeah. but what's important is that the storytelling decision that's behind that is what's pushing this forward and that's the fact that we know these characters And we know that when we see their story get attacked by all the 66, it will, one, affect us as an audience, and two, affect the Bad Batch, a group of characters who obviously are, like us, have some sort of connection to the Jedi, especially this uh, young Padawan who they've just been working with, and seeing that weird turnaround, because we're in their confusion, like you said, Nikki. We're like, what's going on? Like, why why is this happening? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really great way of, Having that subplot As for Freddie Prince Jr's Voice That was a debate that I was not expecting To be having on the <laughs> internet Like I get why people are annoyed That it sounds Like an adult But he's a teenager <laughs> Puberty you, hits in weird times You know puberty I, some...
1: <laughs> With that midi They up. They jump start that puberty like a lawnmower baby Just room, vroom room. Let's go
0: I <laughs> will say this: Look, go back and watch Chamber of Secrets, and listen to Rupert oh, Grint yeah. throughout that entire movie, yep. and then come Brody back and bro. tell me that Caden's voice.
3: <laughs> Bloody hell,
0: That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's yeah funny, for sure. Like, it's funny too because, like, it, it, I mean, it did personally take me out because they animated him to look a little bit younger than I was under the impression he was at that time. Mm-hmm. and then the voice was so deep they didn't pitch it or anything like that which i thought was i just it was a weird juxtaposition also like i'm taking this from like being an aunt and having nephews that are now 15 years old and like n- like watching you know we all grow at different <laughs> speeds but also like thinking of my nephews and when the i am a man voice started happening and and it wasn't like that
2: i can just <laughs> no, see like I, I mean, can just see ahead. Dave like sitting there in the mixing room and being like, "Just use Freddy. It's more funny that way. <laughs> like, like, it's, like it's almost George. Like the way he is, Mini George. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it's just so like, mm-hmm. who cares? Just use Freddy. Like it's 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 can just do it. Yeah. yeah. I also and like the idea you... of
0: when when he told Freddy to do the voice recording. He like just on his end of the, the panel bumped up like the little dial to get the voice up. And he's like, okay, Freddy, you can talk. And he's like, you're <laughs> going to get a kid in, right? And he's like, yeah. But when you yeah. hear Freddie saying, yes, you're going to get a kid in, right? <laughs> he's like, yeah, keep talking.
1: <laughs> but the, at least, but the thing is, Freddy acted the bejesus <laughs> out of that part. He, his voiceover mm-hmm. did break my heart. As, as jarring as it was, it really did break my heart. And you brought up a really, really good point as well. Um, it's kind of like the experience of going through the original trilogy and going back to the prequels. We saw what happened to Darth Vader, we see the effects of what have happened before. We already know how this story ends. And we've already seen the trauma that Kane goes through when we meet the clones in the desert on Arrakis <laughs> hunting sandworms, I guess. Um Arrakis, good time. Um <laughs> so, so Pomperdoon. Um but yeah i think that it's really interesting that i loved the way that of course we care more about it because we've seen how difficult it was for him to face clones again we've seen that we've seen that pain we've seen that get unpacked and it's i really like how they did how they used him i I was hoping they would and i'm glad they did
0: yeah i thought it was really interesting that we talked about on twitter uh parasocial relationships and kanan Mm -hmm. got through that he met the coolest dudes ever and then they turned yep. out to be people who like to murder his master just be careful guys be careful on the internet yeah because they might turn on you and you know have secret chips in their brains you never know,
2: you never um, know. before I, we depart the uh uh what's it called the the like bounciness of it feeling like the clone wars i just mm-hmm. want to say kiner's bad batch theme is such an earworm like
3: Oh, so I good! Have this
2: thing in my head all the time, <laughs> <laughs> and like again, it, it is just so bouncy and like you know triumphant. So it it fit that theme so well, or of like you know this feeling like oh yeah, we're gonna go beat up some clinkers. <laughs> <speaking in>
3: yeah, it's like
0: yeah. Oh, oh, I love it so much. Like again, Kevin of never fails mm-hmm. to just create some great beats and gems. It has so, like.
1: It's very much the A team, but it has like the vibe of like a little bit March of the Resistance bounce to it, mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. like oh, it's like triumphant, and it you're it is total pump up jam music right there. Anytime you yeah. hear that going, I'm like, all right, record, let's go,
0: buddy. Yep, yep. Come on. It felt very like parts of the Caribbean to me, like you know that sort mm-hmm. of like yeah,
1: and very much so, yeah
0: and a great introduction to the team themselves again. I feel like um, it's really a great way of sort of having, uh, and I think there's a lot of this in, actually throughout the episode, really great uses of um, exposition to explain stuff in a way that doesn't really feel forced or like pushed in. Like when uh, Caleb introduces the Bad Batch, it's like, these are the names in case you didn't watch the, <laughs> the Clone Wars <laughs> or the yeah. episode they were introduced into. This is what they are. And I think we get like, Uh, I think later on, tech sort of details all the stuff that's um, what makes them special. What makes them Mm -hmm. special? It's like, by the way, and it's like I thought that was a really great way of introducing that for people that you know didn't watch the Clone Wars. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think is interesting as well is that the introduction, even if you don't know who Kanan is, you will see a Padawan, his master, and you'll be like, okay, I get the connection. But I will say it's one last thing: the scream she lets out. I've rewatched the episode three times. I have cried every time that that happens. It's, it's so horrifying.
1: Blood curdling scream, excellently performed. Excellently performed.
0: Mm-hmm. That yeah, that whole sequence, and I remember. I think I was texting you, Nikki, of like oh, crosshair makes me angry. Like uh, I'm just going, oh, I'm getting so mad. Uh, like what a seventy minutes. What a one eighty that episode did on me. It Slapped me in the face and went. Think about what you're saying, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that's me to everybody who texted me. <laughs> it's, it's like, because, okay, anyone who's heard me talk about Bad Batch long enough has heard Crosshair's my favorite. It's a rough episode, but I got faith. <laughs> I got faith still. And and again, like, again, this is the tragedy, you know? It's, it's like, literally not his fault. And no, it's not. And it's, like and you know but you're watching that fall apart and you know we can jump into it later but like it it pulls you know it pulls everything down and um shows again the tragedy of the clone is like they um they had lost their free will and and so and the the real villain takes it away from him to an extreme so yeah it's 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 a ride though like to have to have gone through that um yeah I know, I know what you mean.
0: Well, let's cut to the uh, the training montage—the great sort of uh, great training sequence. Obviously, the the bad batch go back to Kamino. They see that everything's changed already, which I thought was a really great way of showing how fast-paced that the end of the Clone Wars was. Because I think people forget; like, they just assume, "Oh yeah, the Clone War ends," and then it's like we have to make the Empire, we have to make pamphlets, we have to make uniforms. And I think like. One of those ongoing jokes is that how comes they had these ships and outfits designed at the ready yeah, they the CF? How come the Death Star's already been built? It's like because it, 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 this has been planned. <laughs> this isn't like It's all part uh, of the like, plan. Emperor Palpatine was like, Oh God, great, now we have to rebrand ourselves, we have to keep making new like business cards. He'd had the business cards printed. They've been <laughs> yeah, on the exactly. desk for about three yep. years. <laughs> this is this is like the horror of it. Like he is all a manipulation and you see how fast paced it is. Camino is being wiped out. We see Grand Moff Tarkin, obviously at the time he's Admiral Tarkin appear. With the Can I also mention yeah, I sure. the,
2: I think the most chilling part of the episode is the, 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 str- the like stretcher with the, the oh. sheet over the body and the lightsaber mm-hmm. falling out. That yeah. was like, Oh my God. Like, is that supposed to be? I don't know, because Shakti's had like so many deaths. Yeah. I don't know what I they like <laughs> consider, but I know she was like there. Before. Oh wait, no, she was at Cor- in Coruscant. They say yeah, she, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And I think the hand was green.
2: Okay. With a hand so, that yeah, falls someone... out and drops lightsaber. So I don't then? know.
1: Uh, oh. It could.
2: It could have been.
1: It makes me sad then.
2: <laughs> oh wait, no, didn't didn't the green oh, one no. didn't the Not green again. one get shot? <laughs> oh okay. Uh, um, my top. Then. Uh, It's like, speaking
1: of the order, like, the Fives Order 66 (laughs) arc, we got that in full swing with Nala say showing up, with AZ being cute and doing cute stuff. Medical day, man, back home.
0: Yeah, the the Kaminoan stuff is very interesting Mm -hmm. because it's like, is it redemption or is it business acumen? Yes. That's what you have to debate in your mind. It's like, are they trying to be good now or they're like, god damn it our products like oh, i'm not gonna let them waste it <laughs>
1: Go losing yeah, our biggest client. <laughs>
2: client i think that was another like um you know again it's like how much this episode has sort of you know makes you rethink the way you've seen other things right and and yeah like that the episode of uh with all the sifo stuff and mm-hmm. it's like you're like oh are the Cam and Owen's like in on this and like super shady, and then this one it's like it sort of tilted that back, and it's like, well, where, what do they know? Like, what? Yes. Obviously, they're taken aback by a lot of what's happening, and then yeah, you'll see you see other stuff near the end, but um, yeah, no, it's it's really interesting how many how many things it's like the things you think you know. Well, what if it's this? And it was it's really clever at, at navigating all those. Yeah, and I really like the way, like you said,
0: like having Kamino be this, like, sort of hub for, like, the core of the Republic, and now it's like the, like, the the State of the Galaxy, it's all confusion mixed, like, nobody knows exactly what's going on. It's very disheartening to see the clones act the way they do, obviously, and how quick we turn. I remember as well this episode, like, you've got to remember that these clones are very, it's not their fault. They've been turned. We have gotta be careful. And then later on, we see a went guard attack the droid again. I was like, ah, "No, fuck, fuck them." Yeah, <laughs> I like, you know, they, they can all die, it's fine. <laughs> um, I mean, bless it. I mean, yeah, those droids don't. Like, everyone talks about fires, but those droids are not. They don't have a long lifespan either. Bless the hearts. Um, Yeah, so we get to see obviously the Bad Batch. Tarkin has come to Kamino to basically do the to the, the trumpiest move ever? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm afraid the deal was with the Republic, not the Empire.
2: Um, oh God! Yeah, what? one of my one of my favorite pieces of commentary was uh, when Reed, was, our friend Reed, was watching it, and uh, he was like, "I now believe Palpatine changed the Republic to Empire just to get out of contract stipulations." <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's pretty good.
0: That, that that definitely might be the case. Cheapskate, so they like, uh, He's like, Jeapskate, man. Yes, these ships are great, but we have to cut costs."
1: Yeah, thinking. He's thinking.
0: He's like, "We're building a Death Star here, okay? Just in case you don't want to go out the deal." I would, I would think about that. Um, <laughs> and I do, I do love the idea of them cementing the fact that the reason why they're not having the clones is because, obviously, one, it's not proven that. They can control them hundred percent because there are outliers that obviously yeah. escaped. But two, it's the idea that they're cheaper.
1: They're cheaper. Like,
0: yeah. We don't wanna pay you you guys. You're like you're like the top tier cloning experts. We can get some clones down by like we can get it cheap online. And then it cuts to episode <laughs> nine and it's like wish. The big smoke tanks. Yep. Our oh my snow- God.
1: Are Stormtroopers the wish version of clone troopers? <laughs> <laughs> Is that oh, what Snoke, we're
0: saying? Is. Snoke is the wish. They're the wish, um, clone <laughs> K- Kaminoans. They're the ones, the cloaks.
1: Oh my like, god,
0: we don't know what we're doing.
1: No wonder it took so long to get Snoke, and he was sort of screwed up when he got there.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the, <laughs> should have like, bought
1: the name brand, the Kaminoan yeah. version.
0: <laughs> he goes online, he, he goes, Update your DNA. Palpatine puts a DNA tube in, and it comes with a picture of a perfectly young Palpatine, and it arrives at the post, and it's Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: God! Like, oh, God damn it! Like, put it, put it in the tube. The great, <laughs> the great value. Amazing. The, the genetic chain. It's, oh uh, not great.
0: Um, yeah, it was great. Obviously, to see those, those Tarkin be such a great villain, and I think that's actually one of the things I really appreciate and love about this new era of Star Wars that's been around since Disney took over. Is that they've really cemented the fact that Tarkin is the worst person in the world. yeah uh. Yeah. Oh yeah, he sucks. He's, he's the one of the best villains in this franchise, and they're not a, they're not afraid to use him that way. Yeah,
2: he's and- he's he's def- he's like my favorite Star Wars villain. Like I've I've always felt like that with especially with things like uh, the Leia Princess of Alderaan book. Like mm-hmm. that was I think that was like the time it cemented it for me because I was like, oh my god, this guy. Um, like he just <laughs> he just has that thing, and like there's something. It's like another reason why. Tywin Lannister is one of my favorite villains ever because it's like they're not driven by this mystical dark sidedness. They're just mean because they are. Like yes, and and it's like the, it's so amazing to you know have a villain like that where it's like there's no mystical battle going on. They're just mean because they like the power of of ruthlessness. And it's it's yeah, it's just, it's sad to see you know your, It's always sad to see your heroes come up against them because they get hurt.
0: Yep. And there's some real analytical, like, like, the way they showed Tarkin in this episode. Obviously, he's very smart. So he cuts through people's bullshit, and he, like, cuts them off, like, with the Owens, He's like, no, look, I think you'll find that we can do better than this. But there's a very specific scene that I absolutely adore. And obviously, Steven Stanton is a great Tarkin. I think he does a really great job at making the character's own not just being a you know a vessel for Peter Cushing mm. um, but there's a very great m- moment that isn't voice acted it's purely the animators and it's when they're overviewing I think it's either the clones of the food fight or like afterwards when he talks to them about um, about the Bad Batch and he just looks at Omega for a, a brief second like he scans her like he, he 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 just looks down and he's like, you know that he's like working the gears. He's like, this there's, there's something about this kid. Mm-hmm. There's something off here. And I I wanna find out. And it like, well, relieved me
1: so much to Hi Dooku. <laughs> hi, <laughs> Buddy. Um, it relieved me so much that <laughs> when they mentioned in the infirmary the five altered clones that he assumed Echo was one of them. That made me happy. I'm like, please tell me you don't no about omega because if you touch her i will murder you you're a fictional character i know how you die and i still don't care i will hunt you down target
0: i will do it he's he's yep. the most ruthless and conniving character out there and that's why we love him i'm um, glad you
2: mentioned that all the like that look because it it just goes to show again how with animation like the acting is is a two team job <laughs> you know yes absolutely <laughs> Where, um, you know, because yeah, obviously an actor can control the voice and the motion and stuff, but um, yeah, when you when you're in this realm, it's like how much storytelling is done by the people, you know, on the computers, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just yeah, I really appreciate those like
0: subtle movements with the character. Um, his his investment in the Bad Batch was very interesting. I think throughout mm-hmm. the episode, he had different points of view regarding them. It definitely felt like he was testing them, obviously, to be like, "Could we make more of them? Exactly, are they able? To, yeah. Are they controllable?" They're clearly not. This one might be though. And what can we do with that? And I thought that was really interesting. Obviously, again, points to his evil. The, the clones to him, the same way that in the first episode of the Clone Wars, Yoda says that the clones are actual people. They got their own decisions, their own lives. Tarkin doesn't see them as that. He sees them as weapons. He sees them as. it it could be they might as well be the droids in this point of view
1: Mm -hmm. exactly they're just
0: yeah like can we casually we'll talk about that later but like the casual camera can we casually
2: brainwash him and that won't (laughs) change when they're not clones anymore right like as as they move into i mean that's the whole thing we've known for probably as long as we've been keeping up with the imperial forces it's like they're expendable like mm-hmm. uh they, they don't put shields on their ships right? like <laughs> it's like they just don't care., uh, so yeah, it's you know it's it's uh it's uh, the the ruthlessness of of that villainy
1: and the incredible use of propaganda and brainwashing, even without inhibitor chips, they find a very good way to make the entire culture of everyone's lives being proud about this of being a part of this system and want to contribute to this system that does so much. Harm. It's very yeah. interesting. Space fascism. <laughs> good times. Yeah, it's real. Starts, <laughs> yeah. It's real. <laughs>
0: it's real, and it starts from the beginning. It starts. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like a thing that's slowly introduced, like we said. It's straight from the beginning. They're straight up saying, "Look, the empire is good. This is what we strive for. If you want to interfere, you're a separatist. You're one of them. You're outward. You're you're other, and you need to be dealt with." Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting how they delve into that
2: you you say the begin you say all the way at the beginning like and we all love the scene at the end of clones where the imperial March is blaring and mm-hmm. they're all there on the the um the the courtyard or whatever and like yeah this this was all it's again it's, it's the, brill- the brilliance of palpatine <laughs> like you know it's <laughs> it's it's just yeah you see it the whole way through and it's it's amazing
0: that definitely be his, um his perfume name as well brilliance by palpatine
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Palpatine's must unlimited <laughs> fragrance.
0: Unlimited fragrance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It would I like I imagine that Pal that any fragrance by Palpatine would have a really high class packaging, but actually just smell like Axe body spray.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. or, or really smoky. Right? <laughs>
1: really smoky. A little bit charred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all, all,
2: he sizzled. He electrocutes every bottle. Mahogany.
3: Sure
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick's oh, Murphy. my. I <laughs> <laughs> was robot chicken it was like, you smell bacon? <laughs> oh, <laughs> levery, oh levery no.
3: <laughs> oh, goodness.
0: Um, yeah, but the training sequence was really great to see um, the squad show off their skills, and then we again see the relentlessness of Tarkin by, you know, casually swapping out training blasters with actual live rounds. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I think What's great about the show as well is that and we have this always in Star Wars is the well, we don't know what happens to them. So they could die. Like when Wrecker gets shot, he could have died then. We don't yeah. know. Like, you know, that that's the that's what's great about the tension of the show. And
1: I was about to throw hands when he switched to live <laughs> rounds, and the first thing that happens is Wrecker gets shot. I'm like, don't you touch <laughs> yeah. him?
0: And the mayor I, I love the the Kaminoan voices that like the mayor is like the prime minister is like. Uh, i don't know about that (laughs)
2: please don't they're very
0: expensive (laughs) i can
1: damage my clones in our facility uh
2: i had to refinance my mortgage (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no i I love that that whole scene though that was that was great just action set piece writing where it's like you know and you get your classic star wars your your breezy danger of star wars where you know They're in trouble, and Wreckers like, oh, I don't like hand hand signals. (laughs) I don't remember that one. (laughs) So it's like you still get that fun. You get you get to see all the different reasons of why they work together, and like you know, so whether that's tech hacking the dude and sitting on him while he's shooting, or Crosshair sniping the knife into the dude's face, like you see why they you see why they all shine, and you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's great um, putting that all together.
1: And it's funny because you you bring up a good point. They are so different in how they approach. You know, they all have a different set of skills, obviously. And um, but the, when they come together, they're an odd couple. You, it's always they're always coming together and defeating their enemies in ways that you wouldn't expect. Mm. Um, and also, speaking of things that you didn't expect to team up, Wrecker and Tech are my favorite duo ever. Now, like honestly. They Mm -hmm. are a weird little odd couple. They have such great banter. You think like the super smart guy and the sweet big man (laughs) baby who's dumb as a pile of rocks. Like they are the ones that have this special little banter and connection and and, oh it made me so happy. And it's, I thought of that because of him being like, I don't remember, like you memorized He's like, I did. Just the dialogue. Yeah, I did it's remember. That. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> great, great comedy. Very great Star Wars mm-hmm. comedy as well. Like in the thick of action, you need to have that little bit of alleviation from the fact that there's death droids trying to murder you. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought that was really great to see the design of the, I guess, death troopers. Like they're like the early version. Yeah. Of the death troopers.
2: Um, they remind me a lot are... of those ones in the uh, the Winkathu job on in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Those, the guys like, in the ship um yeah it's very much like a predecessor of that which then feeds further into the the dark troopers
0: absolutely mm. uh, aiden says scar squadron was inspired by the bad batch maybe talking helped in the creation
2: of that squad yeah target initiative <laughs> the think tank right <laughs> like,
0: like uh these these clones are good but what if we gave some random people lightsabers <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, okay, okay, talking. I see where you go. Um, I
1: see you making moves, bro. What's
0: your, yeah, also, what's your game? So.
2: <laughs> also, going back to the um, the the non dialogue acting of the characters in the in the action sequence, like you can tell, crosshair is is still annoyed with Hunter, mm-hmm. but they still fight for each other. Yeah, like, and you and you see that with the through the body language where he's like, "Uh," but, you know, he still goes and does it. He still calls for the knife. Like, and again, this is all building the the conflicted mess that's going to come into play with him being, you know, abused into a (sighs) a weapon of the, of the empire. Um, So yeah, no, it's again, it's just they did such a good job at building this piece by piece by piece. And, you know, and it just keeps going until, you know, the, it, it goes down officially.
0: And I, what I actually did appreciate as well is because obviously we saw the bad batch in the Clone Wars, but it was really great to see Echo as part of that group now, and especially mm-hmm. for a yeah. group that's been going for like the last few months or so, and like they are actually are like a family of sorts. Transfer student, <laughs> yeah. um, and
1: they're yeah. so quick to adopt people that don't quite fit in. I love that. I love that about them. They do it with they do it with uh, Echo, and we see the aftermath of him being now at home with this pack of weirdos. And uh, <laughs> now we got Omega. Now we got Omega coming in and, and coming under their wing. That like instantly wanting to come back for her, even though she like hung out at the lunch table and, and told him, hey, maybe you should watch out for Tarkin. They're like, nope, one of us, let's go. I love that. Do you,
0: <laughs> Do you think, obviously at the end of the, the Clone Wars arc, when Echo is like, Rex is like, you, you, you belong with them. And he's like, I know I do. I need just a salute. Do you think when he first got to Camino and he, he smelt the room, he was like, I've made the biggest mistake. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, like, Rex, Rex's room on Camino has got, like, candles, he's got, like, a flat-screen TV, you know. It's, it's...
2: Maybe, he's
0: uh...
1: Like, he's got all, like, modern furniture in white. Like, all white furniture keeping it classy, keeping it modern. And uh, he's got, like, smooth space jazz. He's got going in the background and then he comes here and he's like what has happened i've made a terrible mistake i think oh. we can
2: only hope the uh techno union fried his like nasal passages. <laughs> 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 it's Like he's got he's got but no op- no open there <laughs> yeah it's uh it's 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 nuts and that's to think uh, what he would go is, uh, I guess anything's better than being locked into that little tube. Right. So that's true. Exactly. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would say, yeah,
0: he's like, you know what? I'm just thankful that I'm not a giant map telling people yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and they the really great comedic bit, obviously with the food fight, which I thought was really sweet as well. And it shows that even though the clones in general are like brainwashed now and like are following these orders against their own will, there's still some personality at least like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. still some like, you know, like, like, fuck you. Like, fuck, you no, fuck you. sir. love like, a like big yeah. food fight. Love the a good food
1: fight. This
0: sad batch Got a new <laughs> oh, member.
2: The sad, sad bitch. Man. <laughs> and you know worked bride. on that. Pride. <laughs> yeah. Took him three years to get that one out. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that scene was great. And uh, of course Omega is so adorable. And, like, it, it's just the cutest thing are pulling up to the table, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and it, it's just very, it reminded me very much of, uh, like, Timmy and Dr. Grant in uh, in Jurassic Park, where he's, when he's, like, following Aww. him around the car, and he's like, so I was reading! <laughs> 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 and, like And, like, they're just like, yo, kid. Um, but then, of course, you know, you, you learn to love, right? Exactly.
0: Absolutely. Oh, she was so, like, we'll get into her, Meg, make- obviously, we, we're saving her for... Later on, um, oh well, this is this is I mean, come on, Aiden, you can't just throw this out there because now I'm gonna cry.
1: Ah, Lula, they're gonna give Omega <laughs> Lula.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, she gets or, okay. I'll get into my fury later because I think like she will have a big connection with one of the characters who may surprise you. Um, but yeah, I, I really did like the fact that that we've got to see a bit more personality all the clones are generically like where well, I, I guess they're because they the newer they're the newer batch batches in the, on Camino but all white or all, all gray gray and white like we see in the season six box art um they're the Camino uh, yeah four, right? the green. yeah um, and obviously I, I guess we get the cross on guard who as we know, they're the traditional Harry Potter meme. Why is it always you, free when there's trouble? It's always the <laughs> causing shit. Um, great to see them get involved. See, it was, it was, it was nice to see that, that sequence, the whole sequence of them like blending in and trying to get. I really love Crosshead trying to eat his meal. He's like, "I'm not going to get involved <laughs> in this bullshit." And then they like fuck up his. Meal. I was like, "He's like, oh, do you know what?" <laughs> he's yeah. like,
2: "Yeah." <laughs>
0: yeah. He throws just- the tray. It hits one person, bounces off, and hits another like a boomerang. It's the Aye best. Up.
1: Straight up Captain America shield nonsense there, Crosshair.
0: Yep,
1: It's like, uh, but to be fair, like, I'm a person who tends to get very, very hangry. So if you messed my stuff up, too.
2: Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that's, sh- that's what's going to happen. Where is you, you froze a little bit.
0: Oh, no. You went, when someone tries to eat my food, they, and then you went,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good. Go ahead. We
2: were like, "Oh God, that's oh, that's awful." Who I can't remember who said it in the episode, but again, just the little exposition, great writing. Not again, like you know, like <laughs> yeah, I think it's echo, echo, I think it's echo, like they've they've been through this a lot, um, and it, <laughs> I think that also feeds into the the crosshair. Like, oh God, I'm just gonna try, it. and then <laughs> and then ignore yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Nah, I get angry too, co-
1: though, bro. I get angry. I would I would join in if they messed up my lunch
2: the classic
0: film trope of the getting knocked out and it cuts the black and then waking up. It yeah. reminded, my immediate jump thought jump was Back to the Future 2 when it's, you know, the easy way or the hard way. Whack. And it cuts to it's like, the easy way. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> all I can think of is that, that little <laughs> bit from Back to the Future. Um, I, I love exploring character arcs and like bits of character without hitting you over the head with it. The fact that Echo wakes up and he's terrified of the droids messing with him mm-hmm. is twofold. It's obviously one of the, because of the chips, but also because of what happened to him on uh, Skeko Minor. Exactly.
1: And Omega's so perceptive. Her being like, I don't like being hooked up to their machines either. Because she knows, she knows that that's anxiety inducing for her. Just like mm-hmm. she knows that Crosshair needs to follow... Orders that there's yes. something in his head that he that she she's like I know I understand she's so good with that so good
0: so Brent Age of Grogu asks I wonder who will discover that Omega is force sensitive first Rex or Ahsoka I'm going to guess Rex will suspect and take them to see Ahsoka in the future which is a great it leads into a question I think we're all having or like debated having which is do you think Omega is force sensitive
1: Part of me says yes. Um, I, I go back and forth on this. Mm-hmm. I think I think she probably is to some extent because we don't really know what her defect, her what is it? The her uh, favorable mutation is. Um, I think that is. It's very possible it could be that. But also, like coming from the healthcare perspective, like you have to be very, um, very good at reading the room and reading the people that you are taking care of in the health. You need that level of empathy to read, um, you know, the anxieties of the person that you're dealing with, because if you're going to treat someone effectively, you need to treat the whole self and you can't be just like, you know, you can't just be coming in like a wrecking ball with a needle being like, all right, we're going to do this. If this (laughs) person is not has has clearly has some sort of anxiety, things like that. Like there there you need that. You need to read the room. You need to read the people very well. So I'm not sure if I think that she just has some level of like like Ezra's connection and understanding of animals. I wonder if she just that would be her special force ability or if that's just something that she's learned as being a medic. Um so I'm kind of going back and forth on how I feel about it. Um except that girl can shoot the first time she picked up a weapon, so maybe, maybe.
2: Yeah. It it almost makes you wonder if she has these her her ability is all of their abilities, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I think I haven't really planted a flag on on force sensitivity or not. It's, it's it, there's obvious something like obviously something where there's there's an intangible to her where it's like you can't where there's something a little mystical, um, mm-hmm. where you don't know for sure what's going on. Like, is she just super empathetic, or can she really sense what's going on in Crosshair's head? Like, I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's all going to get unpacked eventually. So I think it is maybe a tad premature to assume anything of what she has. Um, I'm sure that's going to be unpacked throughout the story. Um, But, yeah, I don't I don't really know as far as, um, you know, what her what her situation is with the force. She's down with the force or not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I think it'd be interesting either way. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that's a sit, sit and wait on it, I think, for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, bless you, Claire. Um, Thank you. <laughs> my, my feeling was, like Aiden says, uh, obviously, and uh, like Nikki says, that's not saying that people who think she's force-sensitive is wrong, because we're, we're episode one. <laughs> like, the whole point exactly is that, that. It's, it's it's a story that you have to watch unfold and pick upon and see those elements. For me, I do think it's the fact that Goste, with Nala, say... She works in the medical field, and she sees information. She knows certain things about these these troopers, and like all the sixty six. I imagine is a big topic. (laughs) Can we know that time?
2: Probably a few questions going around (laughs) (laughs) by someone.
0: So yeah, and she's she's very inquisitive and empathetic, and I think that's that's good as well. I, I like to see that in a character, like the empathy. Because I feel like what's great about this time period is that it's, you see it at the end of Revenge of the Sith. The whole point about this time period is that there's two main themes going around. There is tragedy, which we see with Crosshair, and there is hope. And I think that that's what Omega's there for. She's she the inspiring part of the show where she's showing us hope. She's showing us empathy. She's showing us that there can be light in the galaxy, even at a time where things are very very dark speaking of things that are dark though the Empire the new Empire we see it obviously formed we have that really great sequence with the mandatory meeting where we see the Palpatine videotape which is just straight dialogue from Riven to the Sith which I thought was amazing what did you think about seeing all the new Imperial stuff and how quickly you know people you know back in the Empire
2: yeah, it's, it's weird. And, and I'm sure there's all sorts of, um, I mean, well, I mean, first of all, we see it in Revenge of the Sith with the Senate, right? And, mm-hmm. and it's it's just an extension of that. And how that, again, like, like Claire said earlier, like, the, the magic of propaganda, right? And, <laughs> uh, yep. and it's, you know, it's, it's sad, again, it like, the word tragedy is going to be said a lot, because that's, that's what it is. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, people who are already there they're already soldiers are already hyped up ready for you know they're already on one side and then you know you just you tweak it a little bit and it's probably to them it doesn't look that different right and it's like oh okay i guess we're an empire now um and like there's all sorts of um you know examples you can pull from from like roman history and blah, blah blah and you know that transition of republic to empire and um it yeah it's just it's it's what makes this show so good because we're getting to see that but also our point of like our like center point is um the group of people who see past it all or at least don't don't understand it um so it's yeah it's it's jarring to both like see it um from the you know the the regs (laughs) but uh it's also like understandable because it's not it's probably not that weird for them, which is again part of the part of the sad, the sad thing about it.
0: Yeah, that 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 Senate meeting. Obviously, we know that in in continuity, that that meeting was for the senators, and we get to see the the troops watching it. Do you think that was shown all around the galaxy, or do you yep. think? I think so. Yeah, live stream, okay. baby.
3: <laughs> I think
1: <laughs> I think so. It's because if you think about it, like. If the general population is under the impression the Jedi tried to overthrow my government, the Jedi tried to kill and like and tried to take over the emperor and like take over the Senate, like this military group has come in and tried to overthrow our government. That's information that people need to know. And second of all, they need to know that they can be proud of the establishment that is put in place to protect them because they succeeded. They got rid of the Jedi. It is v- very, very good popula- like pop- propaganda tool because now they can feel pride in the sense of this scary, like completely um, life and government altering coup attempt was squashed so quickly by this empire then I'm team empire because they're going to protect me. It's very mm. much showing that to everybody and seeing how the attack on my life is left to be scarred. Um, they'd be like, wow, that is a seriously dangerous threat. I'm glad he's out with his life. Team Palps, you know, I it's w- a very yeah. good manipulative tool.
2: Yeah. And you uh, see that throughout the clone Wars show proper too, right? Like remember anytime, the the peace the peace negotiations where like Padme was gonna make those happen and then bam Senate is under attack it jeers um, them all cute. up and then those go away right like it's it's that manipulation of emotion and fear and all that and it's all cooked in and and um, yeah it's it's a mess
0: because what I found really interesting about the Empire and the propaganda side of things is that. Later on in the Empire, like around episode six, I guess, it's like you see those images of Palpatine as himself, like without the, the scarring. Yeah. So, is that just to like trick people, or do you think, that's, do you think that over time he was like, I got better, <laughs> or do you think it's just like, look at what I used to be? Like, I, I, I found it really interesting. I will say, the, the, the camera droid that shot upwards to, I, I guess, to like show off the scarring. But not the most flattering angle. Yeah, <laughs> always from
2: above, right? Like, exactly. These, these, are, these are the rules.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's left me scarred.
2: Tempted my oh my double <laughs> chin. I just also like the idea of Palpatine being like, "We go live on Twitch and YouTube, and <laughs> and everybody, everybody, everybody tune in at uh, at eight PM standard Coruscant time." <laughs> And maybe your- I
1: will <laughs> drop the StreamYard link in the chat. <laughs>
2: put, uh, put your questions in the comment section. Don't don't to, be ignored.
0: Don't forget to join our Patreon. We need to pay the Camin <laughs> I have a Discord.
2: <laughs> uh, Discord. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: It's just him.
0: It, it's just him. And uh what's his name?
1: Masamida. Masamida. Yeah. It's just Masamida,
0: he's, he's the he's the moderator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, about... The ultimate
1: <laughs> Mods are beautiful. asleep. Share our rebel pop- propaganda.
0: <laughs> yeah, speaking of Palpatine, uh, Bob asks, "Do you think there will be any major character cameos in the Bad Batch?" Which ties in, I think, to obviously this section as well, which is the we obviously we see the the new orders being sent off to go off and kill the separatists. Who turn out to be, surprise, surprise, the very people that they saved not long ago is the Republic forces led by yeah. Saul Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool to see Saul Guerrero back. I thought the um I thought the way the original actor who played the character blended some of that in with the Forest Worker interpretation mm-hmm. was very well done. I thought the laugh was great, like he got the laugh spot on. Which is funny because he came up with the character first, I guess, and then you know like right. the blending of it all. Yeah. Um, Really great to see them. What did you guys think about the whole arc of them seeing? Because I guess there's one thing seeing the Jedi being killed and being like, "Well, I don't agree with it," but maybe they did try and take over, so we'll have to go with that. And then yeah. straight up seeing the fact that Tarkin has sent them to kill civilians.
2: Yeah, I've always loved Saw's story, um, even even before Rogue One. Like just that little arc of mm-hmm. of Clone Wars episode, I like I all automatically uh, just was really interested in that story of of uh of what we knew would happen between um you know supporting and we see it through history, right? It supporting one set like cell of freedom fighters and then having them turn <laughs> or or you <laughs> turn rather and then they become the enemy. Um but yeah it's I've always loved that and I've always and then you know we've seen this journey for him where we went from Clone Wars to Rogue One and now we're sort of filling in all these little pieces. And like this this for me was a really cool piece to have, to have filled in because it's, it you know, we talk about watching the transition from Republic to Empire happen for the clones. Now we're seeing a little bit of the wider galaxy, even a freedom fighter, blah, 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 you know? Um, it's it's just cool to see someone like Saw recognize what's happening in this yeah. moment. And, and then you get the whole ethos of, you know, what's so relevant to a lot of these guys and like, you know, the, what are you fighting for the, the blah, blah, you know, you get his sort of monologue about that. And so, yeah, I thought this was a really great, uh, you know, sort of also touching on Bob's question. Like if when you're going to use major characters, like it has to mean something. And I think, I think using saw here really meant something.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think what's really interesting as well is his character development, like obviously at this stage, he is, uh... He's still got he's still not completely the character we see in, say, Rebels. He's yeah. not been through all that pain and he's been through battles, obviously, like he's got scars, but he's still got that sort of empathetic level to him. And that's not that he, that goes away, because we see that when you say it's Jin. But he I thought it was really interesting that he's like, No, the clones helped us. So we're gonna give them the opportunity to make their own decision, and if they turn against us, then we have no choice. But I'm giving you that choice right now, which I think, again, like you say, go if you go back to Rebels and watch the episodes where uh, Rex talking to Saw Gerrera. Now I won't be like, well, what did he think about Order Sixty Six because he right. saw the Bad Batch and he saw these other clones. I'm I'm assuming at some point
3: mm-hmm.
0: like, go through that and offer them that probably that same decision. He made that same choice. Maybe he said to Rex, like, what What are you going to do?" And Rex was like. I'm gonna hunt worms. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Really eat. laughs> speaking of uh, cameos, uh, Anakin Skywalker is in the chat.
1: <laughs> Hi, Anakin! Nice to see you. You're the one. Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <Did you do>? <laughs> <laughs> on Revenge of the Fifth, we have Anakin Skywalker oh, yeah. in the live chat. Oh my god!
0: And we do have a good a good question from our friend from Australia. <laughs>
1: Hi, Turbo!
2: Definitely. 100%. 100%.
0: 1,000%. We've got proof of it as well, and we'll be showing that on our Patreon. <laughs> um, the attempt of my life has left me sexy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Throws the robe off. It's like uh, you saw that behind-the-scenes footage of the uh, the hut wall from Last Jedi that ryan mm-hmm. johnson posted that would same effect but on palpatine's robe just like
1: oh my disintegrating
2: off and he's just standing there like radiating <laughs> he's like is that Revenge to the Sith where he sits
0: in the chair and he goes every single person including our friend obi-wan kenobi is now a potential customer <laughs> 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 10 them, credits a month you tell can get. them to hit me up <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to see Palpatine's OnlyFans.
1: I'm sure that uh, I'm sure there's some fan art out there somewhere.
0: (laughs) He's like, hanging out with my (laughs) cloning (laughs) vats. Yeah. (laughs) Had a kid, lol.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Lol.
1: Um, Oh, goodness. I
0: thought it was really great to see that obviously you get, get a bit more expansion into what or the sixty six is as opposed to often it's not like kill the Jedi and then you're like done that's it like it's it's more than that it's the constant um, you know like it's the it's brainwashing it's telling you what to do and I think it's really great you said seeing Crosshair's reaction to the because he's like he's struggling he, he he's like this is an order I I have to do it but also
2: mm.
0: I never took orders before so he's like you can see that.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's like the the weakness like the chip being weak, right? Is yes. like is like allowing for that like that struggle. And like even even back when, you know, back closer to the beginning when they're leaving um collar, it was like he's like, Why didn't you kill that kid? Like he just doesn't yeah. get it. Yeah. And like um and yeah, now it's the same with Saw. He's like, Tell me to take the shot. Don't we take the like I'm here. <laughs> and, I'm aiming uh, at
1: the old lady. Yeah,
2: it's like this old lady is
0: very dangerous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the first target I gotta take out.
0: <laughs> she's like the big she's like and it'll turn out she's like the the like the most dangerous bounty hunter in the high <laughs> <laughs> republic.
2: Yeah. She, she trained Fennec Shane. Oh my <laughs> god. god. <laughs> That'd be awesome.
0: Um let's talk about the major aspects of this this first episode, of course, which is and Omega and Crosshair's Journey. What did you think about Omega? <laughs> I, I, I love her. I just want her
1: to say Amazing. her name 800 times. I love her. She's so cute. And while she's at
2: it, everybody else's name too. Yes. Yes. T- t- <laughs> t-ico.
0: T-ico. Ico. <laughs> Ico. <Kivi>.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hunter. Crosshair. Yeah. That's the best. Yes. I, I, uh, she rocks. I I love D Bradley Baker as an actor, but the the disparity between his clones <laughs> and an actual New Zealander voicing a character was funny. <laughs> like, was like I was like this yeah. is funny. This is like it like it, it threw me out for like a second, and I was like it's a story. Like come on, like I can I get it, but it was funny. I was like especially because it's. When you when you meet a New Zealander, they're so New Zealand. Like it, it, it's so ingrained. Like it, it's it's just great. And yeah. I just having Michelle Ang play the character was really great. I really love her voice. I thought it was great for the character. We talked about the animation, and I love how we've come from season one where Anakin's hair couldn't move. To <laughs> a, there's a scene where I think I think it might be the first sequence that Omega is in where she she smiles. And the smile animatic, like the, the grin was so amazing. Like it was like a I was like, oh my god, that's I'm like immediately, one episode in, Omega is one of my favourite characters. Like yeah. I, like it jumped up there. I just love these empathetic, um, really smart, really funny, like cute little characters. And I thought it was really great to introduce them. Somewhere made a really great point I didn't even really think about, which is that she sort of takes up the Ahsoka. Spot yeah, in yeah. terms of a new, a younger, a younger girl who is uh, inquisitive um, and asks questions and is like learning new things about the galaxy, which I really like. I was like, oh yeah, I never really sort of thought about it that way. Because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the Bad Batch can't won't won't land on Tatooine and go, wow, Tatooine! Like you know, yeah. it's going to be. <laughs> you need that younger spark to be there and sort of add to that.
2: And it, it's sure. a great way to like inform the world and also i mean cha- it challenges the characters you already know right like yes it, it's yeah. her like they they will have to explain stuff to her which in turn will make them ex- re-explain it to themselves and be like wait does that does that track <laughs> like yeah. um so like that's that's what's so like good about those relationships like it's it's what was great about ahsoka it was you know the, why are we doing it this way? It's like because we're doing it this way, and because I said <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> like, um, and so, you know, it, it's always great to have that kind of balance. And you know, it's it's such a it's and it, it's it's even more exciting when it's someone as just lovable as Omega, because you just you just want to you just want to have every question she has answered.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh... Dylan asks, do you think uh, to kind of answered that, uh, but would it feel like a cop-out, maybe like Marvel's Taskmaster, which I would love, like, yeah, the, the idea that she can mimic behaviour without even really knowing, like, especially mm-hmm. like the blaster, it's like, oh, yeah, I could... I've never shot a blaster before. I think it's either, yeah, a mixture of either yeah, Taskmaster with a bit of crosshair is obviously like Bullseye we like can just yeah. like, get ridiculous shots bouncing off stuff, which I, I love. Um, but yeah, I think I thought was a really great character. I thought the way they introduced the, the, the element of her obviously being a clone, which I don't want to brag to Twitter, <laughs> but I, I, called I called it very early on. So to all the other people that were like, well, we don't know if it's a New Zealand accident. First of all, yes, we do. Two, of course, it's not Palpatine's clone. Get out of it. Get out of it. Like I just love the yeah, the a female uh, Jango duplicate. I thought it was a really, really cool idea, and a really way, great way to sort of expand those characters. And like you said, that it, it, it gives like for the bad batch to bounce off mm-hmm.
1: um, and uh, we... and to grow with.
0: Mm. Throughout yeah,
1: throughout this, like they, there's a lot of change going on in the galaxy, and. There's a lot of change that they need to personally undergo in order to fit in in this new galaxy. I think Omega is going to be a really, really interesting vessel for emotional character development for all of these men who their entire life. I mean, look at Wrecker scraping successful mission tally marks into the wall. That's all they've ever known. That's all they've ever known. Mm -hmm. They've never known a galaxy without that. Mm -hmm. And obviously they're going to be on the run for a little bit. But I think that. Having a character like Omega um, help them transition into the next chapter in this galaxy, I think that that's a really, really cool way to do it. Because, I mean, literally, they run into her in the hallway on first meeting her, and Recker's like, "What is that? <laughs> <laughs> like a living human child?" Is what that is,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, it's funny to watch. it it's we've in this one. I was about to say short episode. It was not a short episode. It was a great, <laughs> long, beautiful, meaty episode. Um, but just already seeing how Omega has affected, um, has has helped other characters in the Bad Batch to grow already in this short time we've spent with her has been super interesting. Super interesting. I love her. She's perfect. Never, Nobody's allowed to hurt her ever. Um,
0: and if they try, Hunter, I will hurt them.
1: Exactly. We will hunt you down. We will find Hunter. And he'll track you down.
0: Like- I mean, oh, he- you, can hire, you can hire Hunter hunter you want. I'm getting crosshair. You
2: know? <laughs> 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 I don't think I don't think you would need to hire Hunter. He's just on it. Yeah, yeah like, he would be uh, on. it's like it's it's very clear already that the 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 core relationship is is between them. Like the hun- hunter and Omega, I think are are the the pairing that you're going to see the most out of. And and it's things we'll definitely talk more about on Sunday when we can talk about that uh, second episode. But like you can, you can. Uh, I think it's it's pretty clear. Like, and his like into his like intuitiveness throughout the episode of, and I can't remember the exact line, but he's like, I did what I thought was right. Like, I didn't follow mm-hmm. the order. Um, and so I think like a lot of hunters, like morality and humanity, will be, you know, central to it all. And and that relationship with Omega will be will be huge.
0: Well, let's talk about Crosshair, who I think is the most intriguing character from this series oh. um, first of all i want to shout out to nikki in the chat obviously here who sent the best meme the other day which was the uh the nike <laughs> it was a black and white picture of chris that says fuck them kids
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh,
0: man. yeah yeah which you know fantastic fantastic stuff <laughs> um Yeah, I sent a I sent a message to Nikki in the the beginning of the episode like, I hate crosshair, and then by the end of it, I was like, I'm so sorry. I will do anything to help him because he is is he's a poor he's a poor baby.
2: Yeah, I got a few of those messages (laughs) uh, throughout throughout the day, and I was like, Oh, so you haven't finished it yet?
0: (laughs) We got it partway
1: through. Yeah,
2: Um, because yeah, no, it's it's frustrating, and like again, like as as a very intense crosshair fan like I was watching that like oh no oh no like when when he's like when Kanan's like around the tree and he like pulls out the pistol and he's like and like dude like please chill (laughs) Like, like yeah it's 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 like it's a lot and like it's a huge I think like the the emotion of you know just knowing somebody has like no control over what they're doing and like and one of my favorite parallels about this that i was like i've been thinking about is it's it's like it's funny to me how similar what we know about crosshair now is to hawkeye in the avengers 2012 uh movie um, mm. where it's like this this idea of being and let alone the the hyper accurate like marksman aspect of them both but like there's this idea of, of you know these guys who were turned against their will to work against their former team and Mm -hmm. like i think i don't know how that's gonna pan out but i think the fact that they've done they they didn't just make crosshair like betray them like he didn't just get a better offer like the fact that there is this lack of free will this forcing upon him um aspect to it i think leaves the door open to to you know like them being like okay well let's try to get him back um, and so, so I think that's really interesting. And I, I do hope that's the way, uh, because I, of course I love the character and I want to, I want to see him come good. Um, but in the meantime, I do want to say I will enjoy Imperial Crosshair cause he looks sick. Like, that, <laughs> like <laughs> sl- that slick black, um, like this is my, this is my new getup. It's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy that in the meantime. But I, I am very glad that they they did this nuanced uh, sort of approach to the character as opposed to just well, well he was mad so he left him and he got a better offer from Tarkin and blah blah blah. You can be in charge of your own squad. How about that? It's like how about we mess with the the leadership um, aspect, you know. Through this more interesting, very clone-specific storytelling method. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just glad they did what they did with him. It's it's very, it's very exciting. I think a lot of people may have read, like a leaked toy box, <laughs> and got yeah. some impressions on what his story was gonna be, um, and it, it's very much not the case.
1: Yeah, I yeah I agree. Uh, the thing that I found super interesting about. Crosshair's journey in this it's so like you want to you want to hate him so bad but at the end of the day like you also just want to grab him by the face and be like it's not your fault like Omega tried to do it's not your mm. fault i understand it's not your fault you're fighting it i can see you fighting it um and that's just the tr- i think that's one thing it's going to be a recurring theme through this season and more seasons if we get them is just this continued tragic, tragic thing where people are brainwashed into doing bad and then living with the consequences of those actions that they had no control over. It's going to be. And I think that in this series, um, I know I know that uh, Bob had asked earlier about cameos. I think that we're going to see a lot of clones and I think that we're going to relive a lot of Order 66 experiences through those clones. So I think that's a could be a good vessel for those cameos. Um, but that—that's the one thing that, man. You just want to—you want to slap him, but you also want to tell him you're—you're you're okay. You're gonna be okay, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think we're gonna see that sta- that same parallel journey repeated throughout this series of just living with the guilt and and the grief of a situation outside of their control. It's so sad. It's so sad. I mean, and,
2: it, sorry, Nikki. You go. Oh yeah, just really quickly. Like it's—it's it's funny how like we'll sit here and we'll talk for you know over an an hour to who knows like well we could like if he, if we didn't have constraints we could sit here and talk for like hours on end about mm-hmm. about this stuff but like at the same time audiences are so simple right like mm-hmm. like it's so simple to code an audience against a character right like oh, yeah. like we're we're so we like we see what crosshair is doing and it makes us mad because mm-hmm. like cuz the simple emotions of of, you know, of character and story and, and like, yeah, it's, it's so good how they play with that. And they, they make you want it. And then they make you, they're like, Oh, he's such a douche. And, and that's the funny thing too. Like it, they pick the perfect character because he is the most abrasive one. Like even outside of, um, you know, <laughs> messing with his chip. Uh, he looks, so like,
1: moves, and sounds like a snake. Yeah, like <laughs> literally.
2: Yeah. yeah. And you know, he, he's, he's the one who would, Insult you if, you if you got the chance. So, like, that they, they picked a great character for it. Um, and so, yeah, no, it's, it's just cool how they play with expectation and all that. And they, they make just a really, um, like, a whole experience out of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like with Crosshair, I think, like you both mentioned, that's the best part of storytelling. Like, a, a good story makes you go, I don't like this character. Wait a minute. There's something about that. oh, I do like this character. What they're doing is bad, but I can see why. Like that's great mm-hmm. storytelling. I think for me, what's really interesting is that you mentioned Nikki that you thought, you know, I thought it was interesting that you thought it was like Hawkeye, and I never really thought about that because like you're you're spot on like the mind control, the the guilt of like going against your team. For me, I I had. I I I've now put that in my head as well. Like I I added that to my head. I was also thinking of Bucky Barnes, and you know, a a very, very astute warrior who's gone out. He's gone to war. He's like sacrificed himself for the greater good, being turned into this weapon against his own will, and being used as a you know as a weapon for uh, nefarious goods. And I was like, you know what? That's really it's really interesting because I was like, will we see a redemption for the character? I really do hope so, but, but then I was like, but do I, like, do I, Is it is it bad to have a redemption for that character? But I feel what's interesting is that we might see a, a bit more, like Claire said, of, like, different clones and um, I wouldn't be surprised if Crosshair Pixie's team of, like, elite troopers and then maybe some of those troopers or some that we've already met I think it might be really interesting if maybe like Wolf is part of those troopers. Because mm-hmm. then maybe at this moment in time, I can expect characters like the Bad Batch to be like, well, he's long gone. He made his he's made his choice. Like, yes, the chip's there, but you know, what, what can we do? When they meet up with Rex though, he's gonna be like, No, 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 no. We can help them. <laughs> like yeah. he's he saw what happens when people like Jesse crash and there's no way to save them. Because of, of obviously like the odds were against them. But if there's an opportunity to go out and save them, and then we see like Wolf's reaction, like maybe if it's like an elite soldier, like turns like that, it would be very interesting on that end. Like I thought it'd be really great. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I think, um, you know, part of what, as far as like redemption goes, like <laughs> they, they could save him as far as like the chip goes, but um, we don't know what his choices will be. But I think like the point is right now he doesn't have a choice. Um, so I think, you know, anything could happen, but I, but I do hope that at least part of this narrative is them trying to help him. Um, yeah. Because I think, I think they want to like, um, obviously, I mean, the, the clones have a bond amongst each other that, is, is so unique and close um so so yeah i i hope that's part of it and and then it's then it's sort of like it's on crosshair and of course i as a fan of the character want him to make the right choice but like it's you know it's it's there um it's there waiting to happen and and i think yeah the idea of i mean we, we know rex is in it we know what rex knows um i think this is going to be the catalyst for a lot when it comes to like Well, how did Gregor show up? How did Wolf show up? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I hope that's all the case for sure.
0: Definitely Clone Watch says about Commander Cody. I think that would be a great character to delve into because he's actually a character that – I think there was a tweet yesterday. It was like, name a character that people will be surprised that you love. Mine's Commander Cody. Like, I I, I adored Commander Cody when it came out. Um, I rag on him a lot because of what happened to Boga R.A.P. Yeah. Never forget. That's a big deal. Show me the body. Show me the body. I mean, look, they did that. Wouldn't it be great if he has (laughs) both attacking people?
1: Cody shows up with Boga. Oh my god!
0: Boga's wearing the armor with the green visor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Cody already
1: knows the Bad Batch. He's worked with them Mm -hmm. on several occasions. We find out in the uh, in the season seven arc.
2: He might know them the best. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sounds I would like, be surprised.
0: Um... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like one of the people. Because I think we saw in the trailer a bunch of those troopers with the the weird armor. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Cross is like, I'm gonna pick the best and the best. And like it's just like a montage of like him with his little toothpick going around <laughs> the galaxy, picking a squad together. It's the ocean's eleven of Star Wars. And it's like Cody's like, son of a bitch, I'm in.
2: I think I think it'd be really cool to see like sell out cody and where Mm -hmm. where he's like in full imperial officer uniform kind of stuff and um yeah it'd be it'd be cool even if like so if like crosshair's in charge of the squad like cody might be their like handler or whatever yeah um you know that'd be really cool and and just a great perspective again to see and uh and change that's that's the other thing i'm gonna say um i hope when we see crosshair it's not always in the perspective of, like, attacking the Batch. Like, yes. I would love if it's, like, almost, like, first person. Like, you're, you're focused on him with the Empire around him. Yeah, like the
0: cool. scenes where it cuts an Empire to Vader looking for the Rebels. Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome, yeah. Um, well, we're going to wrap up fairly soon. So if you want to get your questions in, please do send them. If you're watching on They're Twitch. Twitter or YouTube, just throw them out. We'll answer them as many as we can. Uh, Bob says, "Do we think any? How many of the Bad Batch will survive, if any?" Interesting question. I think we might lose one by the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I don't um, think we'll go much further than that because, for the risk of, or for the potential of uh, a season two, I don't think we're. I don't. I, I wasn't marketed. I don't believe as a limited series, which me gives me the impression that there's room for more. I think that. Most of the Bad Batch will make it out. Um,
0: I think, yeah, I think think Jordan Mason on Twitter was like, uh, the idea is that there might be more. And I would imagine so. It's the Bad Batch. People are going to be looking at uh, it. It's good. Good stuff. I don't don't want to think
2: about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's 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 my thing. I don't want to think about losing any of them. Does Lula
0: count?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't even start.
2: (laughs) I mean,
0: I I love love, love, Lula. (laughs) I love Lula, but if we're going to like, I don't want to lose a human.
2: Yeah, I also you know, want to that... agree really quickly with Clone Watch. Um, I think this was also my favorite series premiere of an animated show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was very good, in, in how they did it.
0: Yeah, yeah I think you, you're spot on. I think it definitely knew what it was straight from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most well structured.
2: Yeah, and that's episode. that's not even like, you know not even a knock on anything else it's just like this that is the process right you you make and you learn and of course of course your third shot's gonna be the best of the of the of the lot right uh so yeah
0: yeah of course um yeah feel free to give us any questions before we wrap up uh i do want to where are we before we give our overall thoughts and score. I do want to talk about the uh the criticisms that came out this week about uh like the whitewashing of not just the Bad Batch, but also some other characters. I know that some people were upset about uh Balaba, uh Sorrera. What do we what do you guys feel about that situation? Who
2: do
0: you? Oh, do you want me to go first?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Just whichever whichever you feel
0: okay uh i mean i i i do see it i personally like i this is a thing that we've talked about on the show for years like the whole voice of it all um like what i have preferred tomorrow morrison way back in 2008 get asked to do the clone wars yes because it's tomorrow morrison like if you yeah. said to me do you want tomorrow morrison i'd cut you off and go you don't need to complete the sentence. Yes. What are you asking? The is yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. do you want tomorrow Morrison to beat me up? Yes, I, yes I do, quite frankly. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I, I, and I I think my, I do, I, I get it. I get why people are, are angry, and I think that they can do better. Um, Kanan, I think, is interesting, because I think, Pablo Hidalgo mentioned before that the ghost crew were coded as mm-hmm. uh, non-white characters and the character definitely seemed very um, white skinned like he looked like he you'd see him at a Walmart <laughs> <laughs> he
2: was like is <laughs> like there am I phrasing that there goes the Walmart sponsorship Oh no. Um yeah. No, no, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah,
0: like and I think the idea is that the process can get better. I know that I think the obviously the Bad Batch themselves have been around for years. Um so I yeah. I some of the things I think is lighting. Like with the Sorguerrera, that's a really interesting one because I know people are like oh, in Rogue One. But the difficulty of that was obviously the character was designed in the Clone Wars to be like lighter skinned than he is. The the tones are off
2: between those in the first place.
0: So So, yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. I think like for me in general, um, I think the key is to be informed about it. Yeah. I think I think like like I read there's there's a very popular like thing being shared now, sort of breaking it all down on Twitter, and I read it and I was like, you know, I maybe don't agree fully with some of the conclusions on some of the things I do with some of the others. And like that you take it from there. Um, I think that, but the idea of like ignoring it of like head in the sand on it, I think that's, that's not what you want to do. So I think, yeah, just be informed, you know, for the most part, I guess you're, you're probably, if you're watching this, you're, you're probably a, Like (laughs) free-thinking adults, you can make make your can make your own conclusions about things. I think that's important. Um, But yeah, it's just you know, it's about being informed about hearing the right people talk about the issues. And you know, I I don't have answers for why anything exists the way it does. Um, We know we know the abuses that happen in media when it comes to representation. Like we know that's that is factual. as far as why things are the way they are in this particular show, like who knows who really knows. Um, so I think, yeah, it's just, it's just about knowing what's going on, um, for me right now. And I'm sure, I'm sure somebody is making something someone aware of things because, you know, it gets, it gets enough traction. It's a talking point to somebody. So yeah, the, uh, and the, the, not hiding your head in the sand applies to the creatives and the executives as well. Right. Like, um, that's, that's what it's about. So that, that's my, that's my take on all that. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement there. I think that there are some things that I see, I understand more than others, more, more, some criticisms. Um, I would say though, um, the biggest thing that I personally have an issue with is this is not the first show. And this is not the first time that these same issues have been brought up um, in other animation projects and in other things. And I would have liked to see from, you know, I, I, I get it. We're still like as long as as long as people are listening and paying attention and genuinely listening to the issues that people have. Because I feel like a lot of these things, a lot of these criticisms, this is not the first time that they're coming up repeat offenses are less forgivable in my book. Um, we, at some point we gotta learn. Um, I just hope someone's listening.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what's weird. Cause it's like, there's there's no way at all that somebody is making a show like this and is like, I want someone to feel offended when they watch this. Right. <laughs> like, like there's literally no, there's literally zero chance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, nope, there's not somebody in lighting at Lucasfilm like, oh yeah, this is gonna piss someone off. like no way um, so yeah i don't know i don't know what it is don't know where the disconnect is um, i know there's also you can you could get as you know as conspiratorial as you want with oh there's there could be some big wig at disney saying oh well this is what people need to look like like it could be anything right like so, so so yeah it's a it's a messy business it's not it's not always clear it's not always cut and dry um so yeah i think i think just that that's the thing right now as fans is like just just listen just listen to people and and hear out what the uh what the issues are
3: yep 100 and i
2: think uh we speak like in private and about these
0: issues as well and i think what's really interesting is uh, i mean quite frankly i'm white in case you didn't know um, <laughs> i'm white <laughs> i just i got i want to tell you guys uh, I'm white. I want to come out as white. (laughs) No, um, yeah, like you know, as a white British man, white straight white British man,
3: you can point your (laughs) finger.
0: (laughs) You have won the award.
2: Um, There, it's the for bonus. (laughs) um,
0: Oh goodness! Yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm not here to be like, I'm going to tell you how to feel about this, 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 this. Oh yeah, and sometimes we can fail at those things, and sometimes we can speak over people, or like, put our voices where they're not meant to be heard. If... but And that's what's interesting, is like, ha- talking about criticisms about an episode does not equate to saying that it's bad, or, as in like, the, uh, now, therefore I hate this. Because people aren't bringing right. stuff up because they hate Star Wars. <laughs> people want to love all of Star Wars. That's the point of you know, being a fan of stuff. Um, and you can have criticisms and people can be very vocal about those criticisms online. It doesn't mean they hate the show. Right. There are people that uh, I am deeply friends with. And also, I mean, we talk about it who have issues with major parts of the stuff like the whitewashing. And I think the card you mentioned, Nikki, that's going around, we'll put it in the description for people that haven't seen it. Cause it is a really good um, descriptor and it's there for you to take what out of whatever you want out of it. It's, but it is. It's the idea that they don't equate... You don't have to say, oh, well, you don't like this, so therefore you don't like the show. Because that's not okay. true. Because we have criticism yeah. of the media all the time. Like, we don't agree on everything. but
2: Yeah, this is this is entirely separate of the storytelling of the... the you know, even the... Act, like, yeah, the actors themselves, but the pr- process of the acting. Like, it's independent <laughs> of that. Um, and, like, yeah, it's, you know, you can a lot of things can exist in your head at the same time. This could, this could have been the best episode of animation ever. And also, you know, we got, we got some things that should be brought attention to.
0: Absolutely. And I'll say the final word on the, on the, not the discussion in general, because we probably will talk about it down the line. Uh, But it's important to use your, I hate saying, power because it's not power we fucking people talking about Star Wars on the internet um, it's, it's important to use your position if you have people watching your stream or show or whatever to talk about these things but also be wary that if you're a white British straight dude like me listen to people of colour and you know Respect those views, and maybe amplify those views more than your own. Yes, it's Don't- more
1: important to listen sometimes than to speak.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Just let people speak. That uh, you know, that it that it affects. I think is as.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll see how it all f- unfolds. But um, but yeah, at least at least story's good. <laughs> We got that at least. It was real
3: good.
0: I I really enjoyed it. So speaking of the story, um, overall, what were your thoughts on episode one of the Bad Batch? Claire, you go first.
1: Um, I think I agree. This is probably the best series premiere of any animated show in Star Wars. Um, It's instantly everything i didn't know i wanted this show to be it really is and you know one of my favorite things to watch is character the character journeys of it all and we've already gone through it with so many of them and it's set up the story to be something so fascinating and so interesting and the dynamic between everybody it's going to be really really fun to watch it grow um We've got some really good-hearted people facing some really scary, insurmountable, seemingly, odds right now. And its they set it up to be a very, very interesting story that will make me cry, filled with conflict and brotherhood and found family and struggle in, and adapting to change and just surviving these odds that are completely stacked against you. I'm very, very excited. They set it up to be a very, very... Very cool ride, so I'm I'm really excited about it. Heck yeah! This is I did not want this to be the spinoff. Like if I had to pick what my first Clone Wars television spinoff would be, would it have been The Bad Batch? Absolutely not. But now that we've gotten the pilot, we are in good freaking hands right now.
0: And what score would you give it out of ten?
1: I would give it a nine out of ten. I thought it was a truly, truly, truly excellent pilot. Excellent, top notch.
0: Perfect. We need to have it like a cause we had like our best car or <laughs> oh, yeah. what what would this one be?
2: Hmm. Lulas. How many Lulas? <laughs> yeah, we'll do yeah. a, nine nine out of ten Lulas. Nine nine out of ten 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 Lulas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um I I just I love the Bad Batch. I think I always feel very fortunate to have been able to to watch their the animatic premiere at um at celebration in 2015 when they did they put it on the big uh I think it was the gal- galaxy stage or digital stage whatever it was called back then um and like Filoni was there and like a bunch of people in costumes were there it was like and because the Clone Wars was gone mm-hmm. uh at that point that sort of felt like the the time to really like celebrate the Clone Wars so it, it had a lot of that energy as well so I've, I've loved the character since then it's been just such a wild journey to have Watch that, been like, wow, that was great. Sucks that's the only, that's all we're getting, <laughs> and then, then to see that be fully animated in season seven, and now where we are, and so yeah, it's it's really exciting to to be able to do this with them at the the center of it. Um, I thought the episode was, again, like like we just talked about, um, it, it had the emotions, it had the action. I thought it was paced really well. Um, it was it, you know, there's there's plenty to dig into, plenty to think about, plenty of characters. Um I, I like I find it pretty hard to like fault the episode itself. So um it while it feels not right to give ten out of ten Lulas just yet. Um I'm gonna go nine point five. We're getting half a Lula in, in there. So, <laughs> oh yeah. my
1: god, we're we're cutting Lulas in no, half no, no, no. at this point. She, That's she's, so morbid.
2: It's just not been finished yet. Yeah, okay. you know, we're still After still stumbled. sewing. Okay. Yeah, we're still sewing. I um, can live with that. Yeah, so so yeah, I'll go nine nice nine point five. Perfect. Yeah, I think I agree
0: with both of you. I thought this is a really great starting point for this series. I think if you had watched the Clone Wars and Rebels, you had loads of stuff to be enthralled by. But even then, those elements don't hinge on you having watched it. Like if you watched it as a new fan, or like maybe just watched the films. You don't need to necessarily have watched The Clone Wars or Rebels to be like, well, obviously, this is a emotionally harrowing. Um, right. I, thought it was, I thought it was a really great job. I thought the, the exposition and the script was fantastic. I thought the performances were great. I really liked Dee Bradley Baker's, um, the different voices he gives for the different clones. I think Crosshairs is is fantastic. He did, I think, Nikki, I think if you that shared like a video clip that the Bradley Baker did, which I don't know if you've seen the interviews with him, but it seems like he's trapped in the in the Tron world, yeah,
2: <laughs> or the uh the, the quantum realm, the quantum realm, like, oh, like, yeah, all these yeah. it's like yeah.
0: he's just shrunk down into a computer. Um, yeah, well, I thought it was really really cool, really great introduction. Um, but if anything, the thing I'm very very happy and excited about this show is the exploration of the period. I'm so glad we have a post episode free show because yes we've had a lot of like comics and books but to have like actual like content that is, like, you can watch in that in that time period just feels great um, let's answer some of these final questions I would give it a 9 out of 10 Lula's yeah. I think
2: there
0: you go uh, also says,
1: Lula merchandise when? thank you
0: maybe yes. we should make some
1: I want one I just we'll, want to we'll, snuggle him as I can we'll sleep.
0: We'll see. We'll see what we can do. Um, I think someone else put on... T- I think someone made one. I think someone watched a screener and made one. I can't remember. It uh, might have been uh, Jonah Marie, maybe. I don't know. Someone made one. Uh, I need Clone to go find says, it. <laughs> Clone Watch says, what is your opinion on the episode retconning Caleb Dooms' all in the 60s experience? <laughs> <I> don't care.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, for me, this is just me. Um, I have a, I have a personal preference of how it used to be <laughs> where like on screen takes seniority. Like that, this is just me. I'm not going to speak on like the whole canon debate, but for me, I, like I don't care as much because I think if you're telling a better story in a flagship animated show, it, to me, it matters less what a comic did. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm fine with, I'm fine with it. I think it didn't change the ethos of that comic. It didn't change the general story beat of that of that comic. So to me, it's not a major transgression um, and and it improves upon uh, how I feel about rebels and stuff as well.
1: yeah, I didn't mind. I mean, I don't mind either. I can understand why avid comic collectors and readers c- would be upset by it. Um, it's an expensive habit. It's a very time-consuming habit to be into comics. So I can understand when you've invested that much into the comic side of it. I can understand the frustration. I'm not one of those people. So personally, I didn't have an issue. Because um, at the end of the day, the emotional consequences of the comic, which I read right when it came out, it's been a long time.
0: 20, it was for series, season two of Rebels because it, it it tied in with Ren, uh, Fen Rao. Yeah. But,
1: okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. I didn't really personally have an issue, but I can understand what other people do. I totally get it. Um, I, I think that at the end, though, the comic and this arc consequences are the same. Emotional consequences are the same. So I. I didn't personally have an issue with it, but that's just me. Yeah. No, what's you the, what's you're not the allowed reports? to be mad.
2: What's the reports? May What was it? Han and Greedo walked into a. Cantina Han left. Reports may vary. <laughs> like that,
3: was, <laughs> yes. was it like Adelga,
2: I think, said that. Like that's, that's so good. That's sort of like the main point of that, right? Like it didn't in the end change that, like outcome of Kanan. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. And if you look at myths in general, like if you were to go, if you were to like, it, it, it would be like going back in time and seeing a Welsh Celt, and be like, that's not how King Arthur goes, like myths and legends change over time yeah. and they're like you say like it, the whole point is that star wars is a story being told like it might not be told in the exact same way
3: from a certain um, point of view
0: yeah and don't let people say like the comics don't matter because that's not true either not like, true at the all. Comic absolutely matters like don't let people rain on your parade because i feel like it's the story still stands like did some details change absolutely but the core emotional crux, which is that Depo Balara was killed, Kanan ran away, and then had to become Kanan. <laughs> stays mm-hmm. the same. So yeah. it's just applying that to your own head. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. At the end the- it doesn't really matter at all. Um, Rattle Shark says it was Claire's reaction to Bo Katan that got me to start watching Clone Wars and Rebels. That's pretty cool.
1: Hey, that's awesome. I'm glad that me. Uh... I'm glad they're crying like a baby on a YouTube video.
0: <laughs>
1: and I hope that you now understand firsthand a little bit of why Bo Katan is so special to me and to everybody on this panel. Makes me happy. Heck yeah.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it was your reaction that made him this that dest- made Rattleshark destroy Tokyo as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I think we know what team Rattleshark stands on in that debate. We go.
0: Well we'll get into that at some point. <laughs> uh last one, we also have Rattleshark off topic. Who would you like to see cast as live action Sabine Ran?
3: DSR
2: Car. DSR Car. There we
3: go.
2: If you if you if you feel she doesn't look enough like the animated character we can leave the helmet on (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's a phrase that (laughs) you say a lot
3: (laughs) leave the helmet on (laughs)
0: Yeah, we'll we'll leave that at that (laughs) well that is all we have time for this week thank you everyone who has joined in for this first episode of the bad bitches um if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at Pod and on Instagram at Podcast. But where can people find us individually? Nikki, you go first.
2: Yeah, you can uh, follow me at Niquetius, that's N-A-Q-U-I-C-I-O-U-S on Twitter. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me there. Claire?
1: Heck yeah. I uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at cstribs. And uh, go catch Castle Run transmissions. We're launching a whole bunch of new shows over there. First of which came out today, so go check that out. And uh, yep, that's it. <laughs> How I mean, about you to
0: pluck your stuff as well. <laughs> Before pluck one done.
2: Oh yeah, if you want to watch a, or listen to a little commentary podcast, uh, we have the One and Done Film Club, uh, where we watch we debate which one singular movie from any given film franchise uh we should watch so yeah it's it's a good time get to hear a lot of cool discussion on some movies you might like a lot so yeah check us out that's at one the letter n done show
0: perfect and you can find me on twitter at cmwashby i'm on instagram at charlie mw ashby and you can find my patreon and stuff like that on my um on my twitter feed on my uh Twitter bio, it's got a link to all that stuff. link tree of everything, including my Patreon, in which I do other shows, including Batman Returned, which is a really great show that I do with my friend Auden, where we talk and discuss and do movie commentaries for Batman movies. We just need, or nearly wrapped up season two, but we've just finished the core movies for season two, so we just did The Dark Knight Rises last time, and Believe you me, this season has been very good for Michael Caine impressions. If you <laughs> want to hear two people do ridiculous, if you want to hear two people do Michael Caine, <laughs> you've got to go and listen to my podcast. <laughs> Batman, <laughs> Batman Return. I <laughs> just, you can not the size of a tangerine. Um, <laughs> go and watch that and you can hear us do those voices instead of actually talking about the film for ages but I, that's all we've got time for thank you very much everyone for joining in oh we've got one last message from blue back from milk do you know what it's just for, it's just for you I was going for the Daniel brawl a bit, might a there we go we'll see what we can do there with. you go but yeah thank you all for watching we'll be back next time on Sunday this Sunday Two-bit episode two. see you everyone Woo!
1: Bye. Bye.